of the north south podcast i am with my manda shorts this is jacobs here welcome to the absolute craziness that is march to shorts and i have just we're losing our minds as sports fans like this is so far and away the best time of the year i'm almost happy the lockout in major league baseball happened because you have march madness which we'll get started in a second Major League Baseball's free agency has taken over what is usually the NFL and March Madness. All three of them together, I've almost forgotten about the NBA for for, for a minute. I don't know about you, Declan. Yeah, th- this has been awesome. Uh, it was. I thought it was very funny. Uh, our school got an in-service day on St. Patty's Day. And if you didn't know, that's when March Madness started. So, you know, I, I sat in front of my TV for that whole day and – Pretty much the whole first and second round, you know. I've just been sitting in front of my TV. You know, it's 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 been it's been wild. Uh, that's absolutely for sure. I know that March Madness always gets failed, and I feel like every year people say, "Wow, it's just crazier this year than it's ever been." And the view- I really do feel like I know that. I, I mean, I think it's safe to say this is two years in a row now with a with a 15 seed in the Sweet 16. Good old St. Peter's, the Peacocks, going to Philly. Go Peacocks. Don't sleep on them, man. Yeah, I, I I was almost really excited because I had Kentucky losing in the round of 32. Not going to act like I had St. Peter's winning because nobody had St. Peter's winning except one random person in another bracket I'm in who I guess went to St. Peter's. That's another story. But the fact that St. Peter's took down, quite honestly, probably the prohibited favorite, I think it's safe to say. Uh, do you agree with that in, in the East? Yeah, that's who, Go, that's who going, going into the tournament. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, Kentucky was favored to win the the East region, probably. We 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 just did, we didn't see any teams that competed to the level that they did, except the St. Peter's Peacocks. The St. Peter's Peacocks, just a great story. You always know there's going to be that one team. Last year it was Oral Roberts taking down <laughs> Ohio State. It's still it's so fun to say every year. <laughs> Go Blue. Go Michigan. Big win yesterday. Sorry, Whittle. No, you had Tennessee winning the whole thing. Your loss is my game. Let's go blue. <laughs> uh, although, let's go Nova next round because I love Michigan. But giving giving Nova uh, an, an uh, easy 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 game rather than playing Tennessee in my opinion. oh don't eat. okay you you're you're pushing you're pushing me but that's okay I'm yeah. gonna let it slide. If you're Villanova, who would you rather play Tennessee or Michigan? Right now, Tennessee. Uh, 
Okay. I'm not saying usually. And maybe I'm crazy being a Michigan fan. Right now, Michigan is playing better. Hunter Dickinson is a problem. They're getting very good guard play out of – Devontae Jones didn't even play in their first game. They were still a favorite against Colorado State. And they went down 15 early, and it kind of woke them up, and immediately they were like, oh, yeah, like we can beat these guys. And they did. Frankie played phenomenal. He came in and was great, the freshman guard. Houston has been great. I love the Abate. This team is very good. They have a lot of talent. And I know they're not the one seed with, you know, Wagner and everybody they had last year. But the size, I'm telling you, Villanova shoots the ball great. And that's going to be a huge problem if they're hitting their shots. And obviously Michigan isn't. But the size difference with Dickinson and Diabate down low, I know guards win in March a lot of the time. I'm not saying Michigan's going to go on to win the title. And I took Villanova in that game. I, I was correct in picking Nova, Michigan. Wasn't correct in a lot of the rest of my bracket. I have all of my lead eight somehow. But my round of 32 is awful. Don't even look at my West region. I think I got three of the eight games right on day one, like days one and two. But my thing is, Michigan can cause problems more so, I feel like, for Villanova than Tennessee because of the size difference. Villanova is great guard play and wing play. That I'm not taking anything away from them. And they're, they're a more talented team than Michigan is. Michigan underperformed this year with one of the toughest schedules in all of college basketball, if not the toughest schedule in all of college basketball. So while I do feel like they were very deserving of the 11 seed, I also feel like something that I've told you, when they play their best, they can beat anybody. They beat Purdue by 30 points earlier in the season. And I know that's not in March. It's not. But they smoked Purdue, who I have in the national championship game, losing to Arizona. And I think we can all agree is very much a team that could win the title if they play their best as well. Am I right? Yeah. No, I, I said that. I said that. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. I don't mean to come at you like that. Hot takes. Keep it at 100 like a pitch, though, like our boy Archie would say. Yeah. I uh, think uh, – I just think – I think Villanova is the better team. I'm not saying they're not. And I'm not saying Michigan's going to win. And like I said, I took Nova. But I can't sit here and act like I don't think Michigan's going to give them at least problems for a little while. That That's that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I'm just going to, you know, like just give a pat on the back to Nova real quick. Dick, Dickinson is a problem. Yes, he has played phenomenal. That game against Colorado State, he played in the post, and he just absolutely destroyed them on those, you know, eight-foot shots. He just absolutely destroyed them. I didn't I didn't get a chance to watch the Tennessee game, but I know that he did look good in that, too. But Villanova, V for Villanova. Uh, Gillespie, he has played out of his mind. Same same thing with Jermaine Samuels. Jermaine Samuels has stepped up huge in yeah. in ever since the, the Big East finals game. So I'm not saying that Villanova's gonna win, although I do think they're gonna win. I'm I, I actually And I agree that. and I agree with that. I just think I, I like I said I think Villanova wins more as well and Dixon Slater, all those guys even Chris Archie, you know, Archie Diakno can hit a shot here and there. You know, young Arch. He, he can do his thing. They don't they, – they're pretty much – I feel like they play six deep a lot of the time. I know they did today against Ohio State. Um, and what ended up being a phenomenal game, Nova won by 10, hung on a win. But 
yeah, I, I, Villanova can very well go on a run and win the tournament. I don't think they will. I don't think – I just don't think they're quite deep enough to do it. A lot of those teams – and, you know, the team – let's be real here. I think the team that won the second championship, not with Archie Diacono, but with Jalen Bronson leading the way, that team was just insane. Archie Diacono and Chris Jenkins, their team was great as well. You know, Josh Hart, all those boys. But that Jalen Bronson-led team, man, and they were just – they were I'll- so deep. You know what I mean? Vincenzo. That's what I mean. Like everywhere you look, they were loaded with 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 talent. Amari Spellman, I believe, was on that team as well. Everywhere you look, they just had talent everywhere. And it wasn't just five, six guys. It was like seven, eight, nine guys that could trot out. They're very good. They're just not huge down low. And like I said, in March, obviously guard play generally wins. Look at you know the Miami and USC matchup. Miami's guards, I think USC's better team, but Miami's guards kind of dominated the game, and they won. As I just said, I, I do believe Nova takes down Michigan, but I think it's a close game, and I think Nova probably wins by about 7 to 10 points. But who knows, because my bracket is garbage, like I said. <laughs> this is this is the second... It's tough, man. Best team. This is the second team I wouldn't want to face right now. And honestly, it might be my first. Call me crazy. I don't want to. I, I if I'm anybody, I, I don't want to face St. Peter's over anybody. You're crazy, but that's I understand. <laughs> I will call you crazy, but I get I get you know they've they beat Kentucky, huge game. I believe Murray State very much should have won that game last night. Watching that game, they played incredibly poorly, and we're still in it until the final minute. I think with Kentucky, I don't want to take anything away from St. Peter's, but the magic of that first round, we've seen anything happens. I mean, if UMBC and, and Virginia played 100 times a couple of years ago, you know, when UMBC had that huge upset of Virginia, yeah, Virginia wins 99 of those games. If, if, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just that one UMBC, they just got, they won't, they did it. And St. Peter's, kudos to them. I don't think there is any possible chance of them winning another game in this tournament. I mean, if, if they do, it's a great story. But no, at the same time... No chance going to Philly? No, no chance. Zero chance. If they play, and I know it's a big if, but I have them facing Purdue. If Purdue beats Texas, and that's no easy task. Texas is a very good team. They're coached great by Chris Beard. They place they play they be a very good eleven seed Virginia Tech. Virginia exactly. Tech better, better than the eleven seed. Um uh they were hot at the right time. They did start two and seven in the ACC. But yeah, they they, they were they're a good team. That's the thing I think with college basketball though. I don't even know if you want to say that they're they were better than an eleven seed. I just think that's how deep college basketball is this year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's just so many good teams. But I think if Purdue does win, and I'm just going to say they are because I'm going to speak it into existence, let's go Boilermakers. You would look at a North Carolina UCLA matchup that I think has all of the the writings of being just an outstanding Sweet 16 game uh, if UNC comes to play, which I really do think that they're here. They're finally clicking under Hubert Davis. And I think what he's done with that team, losing Dawson Garcia, the transfer from, I believe, Marquette, 
he's back home in Minnesota, I want to say, and he, he's not coming back. He, he's been gone for a while. Brady Manick, the graduate transfer from Oklahoma, has stepped up. And if they don't lose him yesterday, that game is never close. I, maybe I'm, I'm crazy. They're up 25, the flagrant two that he gets and knocks him out of the game. Baylor comes storming back, sends it to overtime, and they just didn't have enough left in the tank. I don't think Carolina well, – not that I don't think – Carolina's not scared of anybody, and they could very easily come out of the East now and be a Final Four team. Even though we both agree that Baylor was the weakest number one seed, UCLA's got to watch out, man, because if they don't play their best and they don't if, – if they play like they did against Akron in that first round, they're going to lose, and they're going to lose by double digits. Who's winning, UCLA or UNC? I think UCLA does pull it out. And I know you want to hear that, <laughs> having UCLA winning the whole thing. But it, it's not going to surprise me even the slightest bit if Carolina wins that game. I'm surprised you said that. Really? No, I, I do I do think UCLA wins. Boys. What's that? I thought you were going to go with your boys. I mean, I, I, I've watched a lot of them. I saw them live once this year, like I've said. When they are on, they're a lot like Michigan, man. When they are on, they can beat anybody in the country. They, I yeah, just, they just, you just wonder though, you get to the, there's some magic that comes through in the first and the second round. A lot of the time when you get to the sweet 16, it gets real. That's when you like, you really got to come to play. And that's why I feel like a lot of these teams, you know, like we talked about before the pod, before we started there, this is only the third time a, a 15 seat has been to the sweet 16. Second time in two years. But before that, Florida Gulf Coast in 2013 was the first one. There hasn't been one before any of that. The magic of day one is one thing. But even day two, well, game two, I should say, it's it's just a different ball game. You've seen them play. You don't have all this time to get in, you know, a good game plan against these guys. And, you know, they get another good game plan now against either Purdue or, or Texas. But Purdue, are you really telling me that a team as small as St. Peter's is really going to want to play those big boys at Purdue? Like Edie, the 7-4 center, is going to have a field day. If he doesn't go for 20 to 28 points, I'm going to be shocked if, if they end up playing each other. Like he's going to stomp all over St. Peter's. And of course, like St. Peter's is a great story, but I don't I don't see it happening. But I also don't want to spend too much time in the East, as we, we record on Sundays, obviously. So Gonzaga last night, Saturday night, had a scare against Memphis, a very good team that definitely texted me during the game and even said, hey, if, if Memphis wins this game, they're, I think they're going to the Final Four. I could see it. I don't think that Memphis is quite talented enough. I think they're coached incredibly well. But I also think the same thing that Baylor showed, even though they lost yesterday, and while Gonzaga has never actually won the NCAA tournament, they're probably the best team in college basketball, the heart of a champion. They showed yesterday that like they have what it takes to to come back no matter what happens because Memphis was in control of that game. You know, we just we got to give a round of applause for uh, Timmy. Timmy went off in the second half. I want to say he he how many points did he, he had tw- he had around 20, 22, 24. I think yeah he had like four points at half right Drew Timmy and then he had like twenty one or twenty two in the second half. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Andy, Andy Katz came out, and he even said, like, at halftime, he could hear Timmy. Like, he was outside the locker room, wasn't even in there. He could hear Timmy, like, going in with the players. Not, like, screaming at everybody, not being – but just, like, motivating everybody. And it worked. 
he even said after the game, he's like, dude, I heard you. <laughs> he interviewed him after the game. I didn't get to hear all of it. He said, I, you know, I heard you in the locker room. What'd you say? And he was just like, Timmy, Timmy looked and was like, it's just time, guys. We can't let this end like this. We're better than this. We got to play. We all got to play better, including myself. And he did. He led. He led by example. He single-handedly brought that team back. And for all the knocks that he's gotten in the past about not being there in big moments, he showed up last night. And everybody's got to remember, Gonzaga's a team to fear. The only reason I said that Memphis would win – if they won against Gonzaga, they would go to the Final Four. I actually have a few reasons. One, if they give uh, – I, I didn't know. If they give Imani Bates, Bates more minutes, that that that's scary, especially coming yeah. off Gonzaga. I was going to say, yeah, like it's tough with that injury. You know, the back injury you just can't – you can't play with. And he's got a future in the NBA, you know what I mean? Like it's tough. I get it. Also, Arkansas against New Mexico State. Arkansas didn't look very good. No, I mean that's why that's why I had them losing in the first round of Vermont. I was wrong with that, but they're just such an inconsistent team. Also, Notre Dame looked good against Bama. Now, yeah, did. Bama didn't look very good, and I know Texas Tech has got a great defense. Watch out for that game. I'm just going to say it right now. Yeah, and you guys all know what happens before the podcast comes out. I know they play at uh, they tip in just over an hour from us right now as we were recording this podcast. About 6 o'clock right now, Sunday night. They tip just after 7 o'clock. I do think Texas Tech wins that game. But, yeah, like Declan said, that's no walk in the park. I very much think that – That game goes to the Elite Eight. Against you, think you, you think Notre Dame, if they win, would, would beat either Michigan State or Duke? Yes, I do. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, it would be exciting to see. Um, you know, an ACC matchup, I guess. I, obviously, I want to see Texas Tech being my Final Four representative out of the West, but you know it is what it is. If that doesn't happen, I guess the West is open for sure. I think the Midwest you have Kansas and Providence, um, Wisconsin and Iowa State should be tipping at any point. Wisconsin's always in close games. I do think that they are very much more talented. I didn't word that well, but I think they are definitely a better team than Iowa State is. And I think that they advanced tonight, especially with the home crowd in Wisconsin. I know that they didn't beat Colgate by a lot, but again, there's, you know, Colgate was playing up and the Magic of March. Auburn very well could be on upset alert tonight against Miami, a team that is definitely good enough to go to the Sweet 16. I do think Auburn is better, of course, but the better team doesn't always win, as we've seen plenty of times. You know, I think even Tennessee, Michigan yesterday. Tennessee's the better team. I'm not afraid to say that, but Michigan was the better team yesterday. I agree. Uh, I think Wisconsin is a better team than Iowa State, and I do think they win that game. Miami versus Auburn. I was never really huge on Auburn, although I would not be surprised if they beat Miami and then beat Wisconsin. Although I have Wisconsin going to the Final Four. The Kansas and Providence game is interesting. Yeah. Because Providence played a South Dakota State who I thought they were going to win. If you looked at their record, they had maybe four, like two to four losses. They, 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 they were an electric offensive team and only scored 57. That coach, I forget his name, he, he, makes, he makes their players work, and I give respect to him. So then they move on against Richmond, who just got a big win against Iowa, and they beat them by 30. So it could either be because Providence is that good or Richmond 
played like a 12 seed. No, I mean, uh, Providence is, is that good. I really do think so. Iowa, they caught Iowa napping, I really think. I think Iowa won the, you know, went to the Big Ten Championship and was like, hey, man, we got this. Don't even worry about it. And they were snoozing. And Richmond was like, okay. And fun fact, Richmond has actually never lost as a 12 seed in the first round. Right. I, I found that out. Yeah. So maybe we all should have taken Richmond. <laughs> but no, Iowa was, I know they were your final four team out of the Midwest for good reason. They're, they're great squad, very old, an older team, very well coached by McCaffrey. And um, Keegan Murray is one of the best players in the, in, in the NCAA going to the NBA. Most definitely you would expect it. I think for Kansas and Providence, Kansas is just such a steady team. It depends on what Providence team shows up. I do expect that to be a very good game. It wouldn't surprise me at all if Providence won, but it's Kansas's game to lose, in my opinion. Providence is used to playing in those close games, so if it does come down to the last, you know, two, three minutes, last minute of the game, and it's a two-point game, Providence isn't going to be scared. They're not going to – the moment's not going to be too big for them because they played in so many close games this year. But Kansas is just so good, top to bottom. They are very much deserving of the one seed, and it wouldn't surprise me at all to see them cutting down the nets in not just the Midwest, but also the whole thing. I have them losing to Arizona in the Final Four, but if they win the whole thing, it wouldn't shock me one bit because the Jayhawks are that good. Yeah, uh, we've talked about this division already. Uh, Let's move up to the... South. South, South. Yes, thank you. Uh, So... Games that already happened, of course, is Houston, Illinois, Michigan, Tennessee, Ohio State, Nova. Michigan and Nova are going to play each other, and Houston faces the winner of Arizona and TCU. And let me let me just say, Houston, they shocked me. I mean, they they beat a good uh, Illinois team. I think Illinois. I thought I thought that game against Chattanooga to wake them up. Man, Houston was like two two guys injured. It Kelvin Sampson, what a job he's done. Go ahead, Declan. I don't mean to interrupt you. UAB in the first round. Yeah, and I, I, I had I had UAB winning that game too. So I, I, I agree with you on that. So here I just this the whole tournament I was more surprised than Illinois just not showing up more than Houston showing up. Yeah, Houston, I agree. Houston showed, you know, they're not they weren't a very good free throw team. So I was you know, I thought the moment would be big, five twelve game would be close. You know, free throws, free throws would hurt them, and UA, that would give UAB a, capital, a chance to capitalize. So they ended up advancing, and Illinois. I thought I thought the same thing. Uh, Illinois is. I just think they're a better team, and if it comes down to it, you know, you know how big in March Madness free throws are, and they they can't they can't shoot free throws. And maybe I I, I probably shouldn't have based my whole opinion on wow they're a really bad free throw team. So. <laughs> But, you know, it's March Madness, so why not get a little crazy with it? Arizona versus TCU. TCU beat C- Seton Hall by a Oh, they smoked them. It was 27. 30 points. Yeah. If I'm Arizona, you beat Wright State by only, not even 20 points. You're a 16. You're a 16. You're one seed facing a 16 seed. Yeah, but it was more than that. Wright State got a couple points at the end, if I'm not mistaken. I, I know what you're saying. It should have been more, but. So, I wouldn't put all my eggs in one basket to see Arizona win this game. Uh, I believe they played tonight. 
Yeah, so they are, I believe, the last game of the night. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, it's the last game to tip off is Arizona and um, TCU. Yeah, so I'll be waking up, seeing what happened. I wouldn't be surprised if the Frogs, you know, take the dub and get a sweet 16. TCU versus Houston, that's an ugly game, ain't it? That's so bad. Yeah, Jamie Dixon is an incredible coach, very good coach, was with Pitt back in the day when – they had a couple of their teams, you know, that really good battle that Villanova had with them with Scotty Reynolds back in the day when they went to the Final Four and lost to, I believe, North Carolina. I, I don't see any chance TCU wins this game. I think Arizona is, unlike Baylor, like I think we both said, we, I know we both said, it wouldn't have surprised us at all if Carolina won that game against Baylor, and it happened. It's going to shock me if Arizona loses to TCU. I think that, not just because I have them winning the whole thing, they are far and away the better team. TCU is very well coached. They are a good team. They come from a great conference in the Big 12. Better conference than the Pac-12, in my opinion. There's no way I see Arizona losing this game. And if they do, obviously I'm going to be upset because that's my my championship winner. And I'm I'm probably going to stay up late and be that guy and hate myself in the morning for being up that late, especially if they, oh, if they lose, I'm going to be miserable tomorrow. That's another story. Let's not think like that. I don't think... Oh, man. Now, now you're getting, like, some doubt in my head, and I'm, like, really getting anxious. Uh, let's, let's just end it like this. I won't be surprised if they win March. Let's go, Cats. <laughs> Down with the frogs. Let's Cats, eat up, eat up on those horned frogs. Let's go, Wildcats. Doesn't matter to me as long as Villanova makes it to the Final Four. Fair v- enough. I'll give you that. V for Villanova. V for Villanova. I think that that, that ends it out with our, our, our March Madness. Any other? Absolutely. No, I'm I'm all in. I think any other time we'd be talking about all the craziness that's been going on, and not just football, but in baseball. But with a lockout, with, with March Madness, I'd, I'd had to start our show. Major League Baseball, there is so much going on. I'm going to let Declan, Declan take it away. Uh, the shorts, go ahead and just throw out some uh, some big free agent moves, and we'll, we'll talk about some of the, the free agency signings and some of the trades that have happened in, in baseball. So the free agent moves that we've had so far, uh, probably the biggest one, and one of them that didn't make much sense to me was Carlos Correa from the Houstons to the Twins. He he signed a three-year deal with two opt-outs, which was very interesting. Uh, he signed, it was like a hundred and something point three. And fun fact, he signed that deal because Anthony Grandone was like a hundred and so let's just say Carlos Correa was 120.3. And let's just say Anthony Rendon was 120 point just 120 flat. He wanted to be the one point one twenty point three, just so he can be the highest paid uh, shortstop. That's such an astro thing to do, but we digress. The Dodgers ended up signing Freddie Freeman to a six-year deal. Uh, Freddie Freeman, the whole time he wanted to stay in Atlanta, but if it wasn't Atlanta, it was it was L.A., and I, I feel like we all knew that. Yeah, we talked about that on the last podcast. L.A. was the team that was going to sign him if Atlanta didn't. Uh, Freddie was Freddie was upset. He actually, I don't know if you guys know, he didn't find out about the Matt Olson trade until Jeff Passan tweeted about it. So he was he was with his father at the time, and the fa- his father told Jeff he went and he quoted him. He and it, I can't believe this. Why wouldn't why would they do this? Why would they do it without telling me? So uh, I think you know we all knew ever since that trade happened. He wasn't coming back. The right. Yeah, the minute the minute that they made that trade for Matt Olson on Monday, I believe, right after the podcast happened, 
it was kind of like a, all right, well, I guess Freddie's gone. It, it was, it was, that was a big deal. Yeah. It was weird. I think we, we all knew it was a possibility, but to see them actually trade for Matt Olson to make that happen where Freddie was like, all right, well, I'm gone. Like that was, that was a shame for Freddie. It, it was, it's tough to see. And I'm a Phillies fan. Yeah. Uh, what recently happened this morning was Trevor Story from the Colorado Rockies signed a six-year – it was like 120? I think it's six for 120, and they can exercise a seventh year to make it like seven for 140. Okay. That, that infield is so nasty. Yeah, they're moving him to second base. It's going to be him and Bogarts, and Bogarts is a phenomenal defender, and Trevor Story is a great defender too. Like, good luck getting anything up the middle on that team. Like, imagine if you had Schwarber and you could play him at first base. Well, that's what they tried doing last year when they traded for him. They, they moved – he'd never been a first baseman. They moved him to first a couple of times. So, if, if they still kept him, you'd have Devers at third, Bogarts at short, Story at second, and then Schwarber at first. Like, that hitting – that's probably the best hitting infield in baseball. Am I wrong? No. No. Yeah, I, I mean, the Dodgers obviously are up there as well, you know, but – I take Trevor Story over Gavin Lux hitting any day of the week. Lux is still young, but but Schwarber's a Philly, so that's not even a thing. Yeah, uh, Schwarby and uh, Nick Castellanos. Let's go to the Phillies. That offense is so good, but that defense is so. Oh, good. the defense—it's going to be the worst defense in the league. <laughs> like it's probably not even going to be close. And the pitching's not good either. But you know what? The starting pitching—if even if Ranger Flores takes a step back. I don't see any way that Aaron Nola doesn't bounce back this year. I'm not saying he's like a Cy Young candidate again this year. You would think. But you have Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola. I like Zach Eflin a lot. Ranger Suarez, even if he can do half of what he did last year, he's a very productive guy for that team. And the guy who's forgotten about a lot is Kyle Gibson. If he is your anywhere between your three to five guy, you're in a good spot. You know, I mean, as long as your one-two can be Nola, Wheeler, in either order, you can slide I, – I think any one of the Gibson, Suarez, and Eflin can be your three through five any given time. If one of them gets hot, the other two can take a back seat. He gets cold, somebody else pops it. You know what I mean? Like, they're in a decent spot. Their bullpen, it's still not great. It's better than it was. I really like the Jerry's Familia signing, and I, I know you love old man Hand, Brad Hand, but – I, the defense is obviously going to be a problem, you would think. But that offense, it, it, I, it, it's very reminiscent to me of the 07 Phillies where the offense had to win games because they didn't have very much starting pitching. Un, unlike this Phillies team where they have some starting pitching, but their defense is just atrocious. DH definitely helped them. Oh, for sure. And it, it's something that'll, too, it'll help everybody, but it's really going to help Bryce and JT and Reese stay healthy and not have to consistently play first base, left or right field, catcher, all that. They can get there at bats and be productive without taking the field. And that's awesome. That's such a big thing now. And I know Whittle, you know, has always said he loves pitchers who rake. And I do too. I think, you know, seeing Bartolo Colon at the home run and last year in San Diego, the, the kid they called up hit a grand slam, like as a pitcher, it's, it's incredible, yeah. but it was time. It, it's, it's just a new day and age. The National League is literally, not anymore, obviously, but was literally the last league and the only league in all of baseball. Any league, like minor leagues, college baseball, anywhere, that lets the pitchers hit. 
They were the only ones. I, I'm completely okay with the DH. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, just some quick things. Nelson Cruz, DH, signed to the Washington Nationals, I believe. Yeah, that was a surprise for both of us. One year, 15 mil. Michael Conforto still hasn't signed anywhere. Um, one of his top options are the Diamondbacks. Gross, whatever. We're going to play. Kenley Jansen signs from the Dodgers to the Braves. So, in the NLCS, Game 7, bottom 9, it's going to be Freddie Freeman batting against Kenley Jansen. No, it's going to be Nick, Nick Castellanos against Kenley Jansen. Yeah. Yeah, we can, we can <laughs> go. I'm cool with that. But uh, you, you also had some trades, too. I mean, the A's got rid of everybody. You, you know, we talked about Matt Olsen. Braves go up a hall to get him and then immediately sign him, like, I think eight years for, like, 160 or something like that. And then you had them trade Chapman to the Blue Jays, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah. then Chris Bassett to the Mets. We talked about that. That's just – Mets are scary. But, yeah, baseball, man, it's so exciting right now. Uh, just, just just, two more things, and if, if you want to say anything, you can. Anthony Rizzo signed a two-year deal to come back to the Yankees. Yeah. Uh, so – Luke Voigt was traded to the Padres, and before they were traded, he was traded, they had uh, a fight, pretty much. Luke Voigt was clowning on the new guys, and Anthony Rizzo said, you kick rocks, quit doing that. And, you know, they're about to throw hands, and they got broken up before then. So seeing Luke Voigt get traded and Anthony Rizzo just kind of flipping him off, it's, it's kind of funny, not going to lie. Oh, and, I'm a big Rizzo guy, so I'm all for it. Yeah, I agree. Um, now I'm going to enter my rant. Here we go. Chris Bryant. Go Chris ahead. Bryant signs a seven-year deal to the Colorado Rockies. AKA Let's hear this one. His failure in franchise. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to just be quiet. You might hear me giggle, but I'm going to let Declan just do his thing. You have Nolan Arenado. Okay. P- getting paid a ton of money. Uh, is he better than Chris Bryant right now? Defensively, yes. Chris Bryan offers more versatility, but they're about the same. Uh, I would say they're fair. Uh, I would I would take Nolan Arenado above Chris Bryant. It's it's it is relatively close, but I would still take Nolan Arenado over Bryant, yeah. I agree. So you trade a gold glove third baseman in Nolan Arenado and ship him off to the Cardinals for prospects. For nothing. No, not for, for nothing, dude. For nothing. It was for nothing, yes. So I think they spent more money. Did they spend more money on Chris Bryant? I don't remember the exact contract with. I, I just, I don't understand. You trade Nolan Arenado, then you sign Chris Bryant. Yeah, the next all season. That, that was a huge surprise. It, when they were talking about it before the lockout, too, it was like, that's not going to happen. No, it happened. Idiots. <laughs> Idiots. Good move by Phillies for not signing Chris Bryant and getting Castellanos and Schwarber. And saving like ten mil by saving them two rather than shaving save uh, by by signing, sorry Chris Bryant and Nick Castellanos slash Kyle Schwarber. Do you feel better now, buddy? Uh, yeah, no, not really. <laughs> well, you know what? I would have loved Chris Bryant of the Phillies, but you know, with the versatility, I wanted Chris Taylor from the start. I think you know I told you that. And that didn't happen. He re-signed with the Dodgers before the lockout even happened. I'm very okay with giving up the defense. Because it's it's not like 
bringing in somebody like Chris Bryant is going to automatically solve all the problems on defense. Okay. You'd have to retool half the roster, the starters, other than like JT to, to bring in good defense. They're just saying, listen, we're going to make some errors. We're going to have some crappy plays, but we're going to out slug you in, in a hitter friendly park. Like citizens bank park. It's like, go ahead and score more runs than us. And I really do think that they are very much on the fringe of being a wild card team, possibly a sleeper to win the NL East after making these moves. Yeah, uh, I think I I, st- I still think that it's Atlanta's division. Of course, to lose to win, you got to watch out for the Mets. Although Mets, I don't. Uh, I just I I I. This point, this point, people. I just uh, the Mets are good, but like, are they going to be good? Like, are they really? Let's be honest. On on paper, yeah, they they're they might have the best roster in baseball, other than the Dodgers on paper. But I don't know if that's going to turn into money. Doesn't always equal wins. We we've seen that plenty of times with the Yankees. They've won what one World Series since one They're old. But, yeah, I mean the Mets. Pete Alonso is still young. Scherzer's old. Um, you know, the Grom, the Grom can't stay healthy. Lindor was awful last season. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess it's on paper they're a really good team. Yeah, but I, I think it, you still have to take the the Braves. Yeah, like this this Eduardo Escobar. He's he's getting up there. Like this this it's it's a good team, but like how long are they going to be good for? No, and, I agree. So we'll see. Yeah, the NL East is going to be a a fun division to watch. I think the East and the NL West again this year. You know, with the West, with sure. San Diego is going to bounce back. LA is LA. The Giants, who knows? Was that just magic in a bottle with one season with Kapler last year, or are they going to repeat what they did and be one of the best teams in baseball? I'm so excited. This is one of the most excited I've been going. This is probably one of the yeah going into a season in in a long time. And I feel like I say that every year <laughs> with with the Phillies, but and not even just the Phillies, just baseball in general. I'm so excited for this season. I was most excited for Phillies when they signed Bryce. And yeah, that was a big deal. But they they still had holes. It's yes, it's close, but I don't think it's matched that just yet. You know, just the Phillies team right now. I just I don't think they have enough to win a World Series. No, I don't think they're on the World Series level yet, but they. They're very much capable of making the postseason. They should have made the postseason last year. Don't even get me started with that. Yeah, I understand, but you know it. The bullpen. That's just all I'm going to say. And in the sixty game series, they should have made the postseason. Yeah, that's. I don't. Don't get me started on that one. That, that's a joke. Of the last four games, and they didn't. I know. I I know, buddy. We digress. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on in baseball. Personally, I know you said you weren't huge on it. I like Correa to the Twins. I like what they did, but I understand why. If I'm Correa, like, why? Well, the Twins had one bad season. I, they, they still have talent on that team. I, but I, I don't want to – I know what you're saying. Uh, it, it, he's going for the money. That's what That's what it is. It's not like a why. He's going because he's getting paid. That's why I'm, he's going. If I'm him, I'm going to Detroit. Yeah, but they already signed Javi Baez. Like, he wants to play shortstop. Javi Baez can kick rocks. Uh, you and I both agree, but when you spend that much money on him – 30 it's not like it's not like when they signed Semyon and Seager in in Texas, and they were like, "Hey, 
you're playing short, you're playing second. And they, they knew that. Like, Javi got signed being like, yeah, you're the shortstop. Cry is a cheater. <laughs> That's a good way to end it. You see that, um, I guess, moving into the NFL, obviously, Deshaun Watson, I think, leads the way. That's a whole big thing. We're not going to touch on that too much just because I feel like that's just a big can of worms that could doesn't need to be opened by two amateur podcast hosts. The Browns, I hope they did their due diligence. and They said they did a lot of research. And then immediately after, one of the attorneys was like, they never even contacted me. So how much due diligence could they have really done? So I don't know. Deshaun Watson, I think the NFL is better when Deshaun Watson plays because he's an incredibly talented player. But if if what has happened is true, he's a scumbag. That's I all I'm going to say. I agree. So you don't, I don't want to root for a scumbag, but at the same time, he is very talented and he's a lot of fun to watch. But if it's not true, all power to him. Then he deserves to play, exactly. I think the Bengals signing Lael Collins about an hour, two hours ago is huge. I don't know if you saw that. That just happened. I didn't. You're breaking the news to me. Yes, Lael Collins to the Bengals. So they have now signed Ted Karras, Alex Kappa, and Lael Collins to shore up that offensive line. They are taking it so seriously, protecting Joe Burrow, and I applaud them so much. The Cincinnati Bengals are done being a laughing stock. They are here to stay, and I am, even though I root for the Steelers because of my dad, I am firmly, firmly rooting for Joe Burrow and the Bengals from here on out. Yeah, I'm here for it. Just just some things to talk about free agency-wise. J.C. Jackson, if you're the Patriots, how do you let that man walk? Into the Chargers, like... Like, Von Miller got paid way too much money. Yeah, but that's more of a... Um a been there thing for the bills. You know what I mean? And to pair with some of the other guys they have, it's not like it's, they're bringing Von Miller in to be the guy. I know they're paying him like that, but it's more of a leadership thing. And I, I, I get it. It's a lot of money, but if they have it to spend and spend it, in my opinion. Yeah. Jacksonville signing Christian Kirk to the third highest paid receiver is <sighs> proving that if you give, uh, team too much money, it could be a bad thing. There is something, though, that my dad had even told me that I believe with Christian Kirk, there's certain things where he's only going to make that much money if he hits things that are almost, like, unhittable in his contract, if that makes sense. Like, it's really not going to end up being $20 million, $21 million a year, whatever it is. It's going to be more like 12 to 15 if I'm not mistaken. It's still a lot of money to give him. I'm not saying it's not. It's probably too much. But when you're a team like the Jaguars... You have to overpay for players who fit your system, especially when you're that bad. You know what I mean? Like you got to get a culture going somehow. Sure. So I I, under, I understand that like it's it's mostly way too much money to give in, but they have the money to spend, and they got it. They they had to upgrade. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, Brandon Sheriff, three years, fifty million was a great signing. Yeah, uh, that's that's one of the best signings. In, in the free agency. Uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. He's a linebacker from Atlanta. He got three years, 45 mil. Um, I've never heard of him, fun fact. So, to me... Go ahead and go ahead and say it, because I want to see if I know it. Try it. Foyasaid Alukan. Oh, yeah. I don't remember how to say his name either, but he's, he's not a bad player. Three years, 45 mil. Never heard of him, so automatically too much money. 
I think a couple of things that stood out to me. I know Julio didn't have a great season, Julio Jones for the the Titans, but that was still a surprise for me he to see them money. release him. They just got rid of him. He wants a lot of money. No, I understand, but I mean, it, I guess it makes more sense when you trade for Robert Woods for literally, I think, just a six-round pick. I think that's a steal. Deal. You put him and A.J. Brown together, that's dope. They're like, so good together. Eagles fan, like, I'm upset. Yeah, <laughs> you should be. That, like, they didn't pick him up. Um, some notable free agents that are still out there. Teron Armstead, probably the top free agent out there right now. Oh, my God. I, I know the Bears don't want to spend money like Ryan Poles. I got it right again. So proud. He's not Ryan Pace. He's better than Ryan Pace. He's Ryan Poles. I know that he doesn't want to spend a lot of money in like the first wave of free agency. I'm all in on Armstead. Like, give the man his money and protect Justin Fields. Why shouldn't you be? Oh man, Tyron Matthew. He's had a lot of rumors about you know hating the Chiefs fans and not enjoying the organization. So he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Well, they they signed. Who was it? Um, they brought in somebody to replace him already. Did they? Yeah, I don't remember who. But I know they brought in somebody to replace him, yeah. Fam- famous Jameis. Still out there. Leonard <laughs> Fournette, I don't believe he signed anywhere. Odell Beckham, he's he's obviously going to take a, a big pay cut with, um, you know, his torn ACL. Uh, it's looking like a, a lot of people don't want to give him money, and honestly, I wouldn't blame him. Tight end Rob Gronkowski, will he come back? I mean, you got to think if Brady comes back, he's coming back, right? I would think so. Yeah. Um, JC Treader's still out there, who I like a lot. Like we said, Tyron Armstead, Tyron Man. Can I, can I give a shout out to your team and my team real quick? Sure, go ahead. Eagles bringing back Boston Scott, legend. Giants killer. Yes. Also re-signing Anthony Harris. That's a big move. I like that a lot for the Eagles. Yeah, I agree. Bears. The big thing that happened, they had signed Larry Ogunjobi. He failed this physical, so the deal fell through. They they nixed the deal. Instead, they signed Al Quddin Muhammad from the Colts. I like that. I do like him. I like him a lot. Yeah, it's ten million over two years, and it's a lot cheaper too. So, I'm all for it. He's not like a huge player, but he's somebody that like a stopgap the Bears could use. Absolutely. Uh, yes, Stephon Gilmore, cornerback. He's not. He's probably going to get another one year deal. Not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Inside linebacker Bobby Wagner, please, Philly. Pick up the phone. You see the uh, the Titans signed Austin Hooper? No. Yeah. My Okay, so my big question for you, what happens with Baker? Where does he go? He wasn't involved in the trade, right? He's not. No. From what I understand, he's not going to Houston. San Francisco. I think Indy. Indy? It's a good they, spot. They, they good have spot. a need for quarterback, yeah. The only reason I say Francisco is because I think he could succeed in the same way Jimmy Garoppolo could. If you don't give him a lot of throws, not a lot of yards, and you become a primary run offense. Yeah. So I think, you know, if you throw for 200 yards and one, two touchdowns a game with no picks, uh, I think, I think, and, you know, you get 200 rushing yards a game, that's, that's, that's success, in my opinion. Oh, um, my God. We know what we didn't talk about. The biggest news in the NFL, other than Sean Watson, probably bigger oh. than Sean Watson. Oh, Vegas. Devontae Vegas. Adams. All right, I'll let you take this one. I won't even say a word. 
No, you can you can talk because I don't have. I don't know. I say I don't have a lot to say. Come on. I'm not even going to talk about the details of the trade. It was a first, and it, well, I, yeah, I am. I guess the Raiders gave up a first and a second this year for the best wide receiver in football. If I'm Philly, I, I'm, I'm pissed off about that too. Yeah, that's another story. The have- Raiders are now pairing Devontae Adams with Derek Carr, was his college quarterback. They're best friends. They want to play together. It's not like the Antonio Brown nonsense a couple years ago where it's like, you have no idea, like, he's, he's a goofball. No, like, Devontae Adams wants to be in Vegas with Derek Carr. You're pairing him with Hunter Renfro, who is a Pro Bowl wide receiver. Plain and simple. I know that he was a walk-on at Clemson back in the day, and he wasn't a – he's a Pro Bowl wide receiver. He's a very good wide receiver. He's good for, like, six, seven catches a game, 60, 70 yards. He's, like, a lock. You don't really have a number three other than that. I'd like Renfro in the slot more and, and somebody else. But Renfro can play wherever. Devontae can play wherever. He's the best wide receiver in football. You pair him with Darren Waller? I, I hate to bring it up. I think having Henry Ruggs right now in that two spot. It would have been huge. No, it would have been. No, no, no. You, you're, you're not wrong. Very like, imagine Devontae, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller all in the middle on the outside, and then you have Henry Ruggs just running fly routes every, every other play. Crazy. That's and Josh crazy. Jacobs can, you know, he's Josh Jacobs. He's a good, he's a good running back. Yeah, that offense is so good. I am beyond thrilled that Aaron Rodgers is such a loser that he was like, I'm going to take all of this money. And he says, no, no, no. It's not 50 million a year. It's not four for 200. No, he's making like 60 million a year. He was like, no, no, no. Don't get... Don't don't say what my contract is. When you know when they when he announced he's coming back for four for two hundred, he was like, "Oh, I'm coming back, but it's not for four for two hundred. It hasn't been decided yet." No, he said that because he was making more money than that. He's pathetic. He's such a loser, and I'm so thrilled. He knew making as much money as he was, there was no way they were bringing Devonte back. They already got rid of Zedarius Smith. I'm. So excited. And of course the Packers are still going to be good. I'm not I'm not naive enough to sit here and be like, oh, Devontae's gone, they stink. No, 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 no. They're going to win the NFC North. They're the best team in the North. The NFC North stinks. The Vikings may give them a little bit of a shot. Kirk Cousins is stealing money from, from people. That's just another story. Um, he's made so much money. The Detroit Lions, I love MCDC, but they stink. And the Bears, obviously I'm a Bears fan, but they stink. Yeah, clearly was like, yeah, we're not going to contend this year. So I just uh, the AFC West is they're the best division of football, right? I oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the NFC North probably the worst division of football. AFC South. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, they say too. Nice. Yeah, but I mean the Colt, the Colts and the Titans are at least good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I want to um, see James Winston in Indy. <laughs> I'd rather see Baker, but I mean, I want to. I, I would like Jameis. Maybe maybe Baker to the Saints. I'd like that. That'd be good. Yeah, I, I'd like to see him either go to New Orleans or Indy. That'd be fun to see. Cool. I think that's that's some good NFL talk, right? Uh, just just a few more free agents. Uh, what you got? Go ahead. Go ahead. Zadarius Smith hasn't signed anywhere, correct? I don't believe so. He was going to sign with Baltimore, and he said, "Nah, I'm good." Yeah, because he played there before. That's where he came from. Um, 
And then we have your boy defensive lineman, Team Hex, who has also not signed anywhere. Um, Philly, why? You have three first round picks, okay? And I, I know whenever it comes to the NFL, I'm talking about Philly do this, Philly do that, Philly do this, Philly do that. But you can get the top receiver in the game right now. And in my opinion, it is close. I'm sorry. Justin Jefferson's a human being. You can give up one of those first round picks. Because one of those mid first round picks, what are the odds that it turns out to be uh, Devontae Adams, Calvin player? Dude, honestly, I'd have given up two first rounders for Devontae. I'd have given up more than that. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad. Yeah. Just a first rounder to, you know, fall back on. Mm-hmm. So you're, yeah, when you have three first-rounders like that, you trade for Devontae Adams and you still have a first-round pick, sign me up every day of the week. Yep, I agree. Oh, Allen Robinson, too. We didn't talk about him. Went to the Rams. Yeah. I like that a lot for the Rams. Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson. Hopefully, yeah. I like that. You know, get to that elite level again. I'd love to see him, yeah. Love to say. Want to go to our list, sir? Oh, I'd love to. Uh, one of the – probably the most – Difficult time I've had on our top 10 list in the now six list that we've done. This week, we're going to give you our top 10 favorite sports movies. This doesn't necessarily mean they're the the most classic sports movies. It's our personal opinion. There's movies. I'm going to just give you a disclaimer right now. Rudy is not in our honorable mentions, either of us, or our top 10 list. We went over our list before already. He is Rudy. Good movie. It's not a great movie. Maybe I'm a loser. It's not as good as people hype it out to be. It's a very good movie. When I have kids one day, you know, God willing, I will show the movie. We will have a nice sit down, watch it with them. It's not as hyped as it should be. It's a very dull movie at times. I digress. I'm going to go ahead and give my honorable mentions, and then I'll let the Schwartz take his away. My honorable mentions, I have a lot. I have... Six or seven, because like I said, and I had to cut my list down. Don't go in description, just say them. Oh, I'm going to. I'm just giving you my number. My, my, my. All right. Honorable mentions. Caddyshack. Rocky. Mm-hmm. I think you got to go the whole film series. I know the original Rocky. You know, White Men Can't Jump. They're making a remake of that. I'm excited about that. Jack Invincible. Harlow. Yeah, Jack Harlow. G- give me John Moran in that, too. I'd love to see that. But um, Invincible. It's a pally, great movie. The Sandlot. I'm a loser. It's not on my top ten. It should be. It's not. Million Dollar Baby. Underrated movie. So good. And a classic. Not this nonsense that LeBron put out. Space Jam on Michael Jordan. The Shorts, your honorable mentions. My honorable mentions, Coach Carter, Remember the Titans, Talladega Knights, A League of Their Own, and Space Jam. Yes. Great movies. Um... So, Schwartz, we'll go back and forth. I'll let you take it away with number 10. My number 10 is the remake of Rocky Creed, uh, Apollo Creed's son, a.k.a. Michael B. Jordan, you know, goes to fight just like Rocky did. And Rocky ended up being his, you know, kind of like Apollo Creed partner. And, you know, he had his back. And it was it was like it was modern day Rocky. You know, it was it was cool to see in the second movie how he, he fought the Russian's son who killed his father and his father threw in the towel because Michael B. Jordan was going to kill his son. It's, it's very cool. It's, you know, it's, it's cool to fall back on, on something back from 
you know, the 70s, which, you know, kids these days, it, it, it's hard for them to watch because obviously it's more fake. And, you know, kids, I feel like kids these days wouldn't necessarily, I, they would understand that, but they, they wouldn't like it because they, they'd be more in the modern day times. Yeah, Rocky Four is my favorite of the Rocky movies with Drago. That's I my agree. favorite. I could watch that all day, every day. I agree. All right, my number 10 is Remember the Titans. Disney, as we'll talk about later in my list, has put out some great sports movies. Oh, and know what I just thought of? There's actually two movies. I'm just going to say them. Rookie of the Year, the Cubs movie back uh, in the yeah. day. And then The Rookie, right? Is it with Dennis Quaid where he pitches for the Rays? I'm not sure. Great movie. That's enough. But Disney puts out some good sports movies, dude. Remember the Titans? Um, Declan talked about it on his honorable mentions. Denzel kills it. There's a lot of big names in that movie. Uh, Donald Faison is the one that I love from Scrubs. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. Plays Petey, the safety. Ryan Gosling in the movie. There's just a lot of big names. One of my favorites, football movie, Virginia football. Based off a true story, actually, as well. Denzel coming in. Bringing the two, you know, high schools together, integrating them, and just a really well done movie, a beautiful movie. So my number nine was Rocky. Uh, Rocky as a whole, but if I had to pick one, it'd be Rocky Four. Uh, like like I said, guy from Philly, boxer, and you know he, he's he's kind of he's just the American dream that that you know just boxes. The Italian uh, stallion. It's just a it's a classic. It is, absolutely, yeah. My number nine, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Dodgeball with Vince Vaughn and Ben Stiller. Justin Long, such a good movie. It's goofy as hell. It's out there. It's not for everybody. It's a lot like Talladega Nights in that sense. It's so funny. I it's I think like 03, the yeah. average Joe's against um, Globo Jim. Like, it doesn't even feel like a movie. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's so goofy, and I love every second of it. Thoughtful into my number nine. My number eight is forty two with Chadwick Boseman, who plays as Jackie Robinson. It's it's kind of, it's just a biography in a movie, in a sense about Jackie Robinson and you know the whole racist barrier and yeah, it's a phenomenal movie. Very very serious sports movie, but very good. Yeah, I heard it was very well done, yeah. My number eight, I have, it's called Blue Chips. Um, Nick Nolte stars in the movie. Um, coach, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I should have this written down. But he's the coach of a college. Like a, he, he reminds, it's a lot of like Bobby Knight back in the day with um, with Indiana, like where he was like at the top of his game and then kind of like lost it at the end. Kind of like Jim Beheim at Syracuse now, I guess. Fun fact, Beheim stinks. Syracuse stinks. Um Nick Nolte had, like, this great program, and it's right when, like, the hustle and bustle of, like, paying college athletes, when it was, like, completely illegal, and they were just paying them out the wazoo, and players were like, well, we're not going there, and he gets this booster who comes in, and he's like, I'm going to recruit some of the best players. Um, Penny Hardaway is actually in the movie. Shaquille O'Neal's in the movie as well, and he brings in this other kid from, like, Indiana. I forget if he was a real player or not, but he, he essentially pays all three of them to come in. And it's about to get leaked, and they play UCLA or some huge team before, like, the first game of the season. And Nick Dolte's like, I can't do this anymore, and he turns everything in. It's just a, a, a super well-done movie. It's phenomenal. Um, 
Yeah, I love Blue Chips. If you haven't seen it, great movie. My number seven is one of the two Adam Sandler movies I have on here. How can you Water Boy? <laughs> Bobby uh, Boucher. Odd Bobby Boucher, you know, thinks of things that he hates to absolutely destroy people on the field. Just just an it's 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 another goofy movie, but it was more it's more of a movie than Dodgeball is. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, I mean I think it is. But just it's just a classic Adam Sandler movie just done in a sports way. My number seven, I have Draft Day. Kevin Costner, the GM of the Cleveland Browns. And it is the day of the draft, the NFL draft. And the movie takes place all in that one day about, you know, the morning of what happens. And he's got prospects he's looking at. Um, Cleveland Browns, stinky franchise. True in the movie as well. And he, it, it's it's very well done. You know, trades up for the number one pick and gives everything away. And then finds out the number one pick is this guy that shouldn't be taken. And all this chaos ensues. And ends up getting the guy he wanted that he could have gotten a seven and trades back and it's hectic and so much fun. And it's so good. Jennifer Garner in the movie as well. Arian Foster actually plays one of the players as well. And I believe Chadwick Boseman as well in that movie. It was the number one pick. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman plays uh, the number one pick kid out of Ohio state, which is tough to see, but that's okay. Ohio state. Yeah. But phenomenal movie draft day. So my number six is the second Adam Sandler movie. Happy Gilmore, uh, the hockey player plays golf with a hockey stick. Shooter McGavin, you know his his grandma need, needs needs money to pay for her house, so he goes out there and he golfs. And I forget his name, but the guy teaches him how to play, and he wins. He wins the tournament, and he gets the money to pay for his grandmother's house. And the guy, the guy that coaches him, dies, and it's 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 just a good movie. I'm Chubbs, man, Chubbs. Chubbs, that's right. That's what it is. Yeah, no, that's that's a fun one for sure. My number six, I have Friday Night Lights. You know a movie's good when they make it into a TV series. <laughs> you know what I mean? NBC made it with Kyle Chandler into the TV series. Friday Night Lights, loosely based off of Texas football and some of the schools out there. Billy Bob Thornton, some other big names. Uh, Tim McGraw is in that movie as well. It's so tough to watch some of the parts of the movie with Tim McGraw and you know, being a drunk dad with his son and so many other things that happen, but it's so beautifully done. And obviously, you know, some it's, it's super realistic with a lot of the football scenes as well, which is one of my favorite things to watch. And it just, it really does have a good thing with Texas football, in my opinion, because you know how it's crazy about football they are in Texas. Um, it really plays on that well, which is why I have that number six on my list. My number five is a movie from Disney, Miracle. Yes. Hockey, hockey movie with everything in the Cold War, uh, USSR. The new coach comes in. He gets a lot of new guys, and, you know, they go in there and, and they beat Russia. Uh, it's just oh, it's a phenomenal movie. Such a good movie. From five, Honestly, from five to one, it's just like all like nine – out of 10 to 10 out of 10 movies just so good i completely agree and my number five i have Moneyball with brad pitt jonah hill based off the oakland a's with the sabermetrics that they did i love a good sports movie which is obviously why we're doing this list 
love my sports. This is such a phenomenal take, such a real take, in my opinion, on probably what Billy Bean went through, in my opinion. Um, I I can put the, put it on, and a lot of the time I'll be like, oh, I'll put it on, and I won't watch it. You know, I'll I fall asleep to it or do homework or something, you know, just some background noise. I have to turn it off because I always end up watching it. I get hooked, even though I know what's going to happen every time. That's how you know it's a good movie. My number four, it's, honestly, it should probably be higher on my list, but I have The Blind Side, great movie. Uh, you know, the story about Michael Orr, how he was he was poor, he, he was horrible in school, and a, a woman took him in, rich woman, wealthy, took him into the house, and, you know, they found out that he had a talent for football. Uh, movie about Michael Orr, I don't know if I said that, probably did. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah. He ended Sorry. up offensive line and he was he was afraid to hit people but once they started getting him going oh it was all done from there ended up going it's just it it is a great story it really is drafted in the first round unfortunately he didn't pan out in the nfl but you know with with everything that went on in this life you know going to the nfl for him is just completely the completely game-changing the biggest the biggest scene probably is you know when he told the woman that you know, he never had a bed. First time he was ever he ever slept on a bed, which you know, it was a rough movie to watch, but it was a very good movie. Yeah, beautifully done for sure. My number four, I have a movie that I feel like not a lot of people have actually seen. It's called Glory Road. I know I was telling Declan about it. It was done in the I want to say early to mid two thousands. Josh Lucas, I believe his name is. He plays um oh what's his name Don I want to say first name. Uh, it's it's based on a true story, though, from the University of Texas, El Paso, the UTEP, the Miners, back in 66, I believe, 1966. So right in the middle of all the civil rights stuff, you know, he takes a bunch of colored, as you know, they're saying back in the day, a bunch of black athletes and puts them on their team at a time where it was all white. That's all it was. You had, you know, maybe like um, Jojo White at Kansas back in the day. You know, he plays a part in the movie. Very, very small portion, obviously. And if they do, it's like one player. He was the first to play all five. He, he started five African-American players. And he only played, I want to say there's six or seven of them on the team. In the championship game against Kentucky and Adolph Rupp, who is one of the best coaches of all time. Pat Riley was actually on that Kentucky team back in the day. Um, in the national championship game, they played, and he only played the black players, and they won. Um so the Texas El Paso Miners, Glory Road, it's 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 so moving. It's it's tough with some of the scenes, you know, with the segregation and but it's it's a phenomenal movie. I recommend it to anybody. My number three is the movie about Brandon Burlesworth, I believe his name is, I could be wrong. Um, Greater. Greater was a movie about an offensive lineman who, you know, was young and he, 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 he was fat. He didn't play sports and honestly he was bad, but he had one dream and his dream was to play at Arkansas, play college at Arkansas. And, you know, once high school came around, he was just, he was, he was fat. He was about three fifty. Uh, he, he, he was, he was too big to play. So, you know, he walked on in Arkansas and the coach made him lose weight. He ended up losing weight and he ended up getting tough and, he ended up being very good on the Arkansas team. 
he looked like a first round pick. Unfortunately, he ended up dying in a car crash. This is all this is all a true story. Days before the draft, it, it very sad movie, but phenomenal movie. Uh, it came out recently. I want to say twenty sixteen. Uh, I I recommend it to anybody. Very good movie. Yeah, phenomenal movie. To take a little bit of a lighter on some of the series we've had, I have Longest Yard, the newer version. I know that might get some flack from some people. The original version with Burt Reynolds, even though he's in the newer version. The Adam Sandler Longest Yard is my number three movie. It's so goofy and so funny, like many Adam Sandler movies are, sports movies or not. Phenomenal movie. And Nelly, running back, Michael Irvin, all these NFL stars, or the WWE stars you saw. Brian Bosworth, some of these guys, Kevin Nash, Harry Cruz, yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Goldberg, um, like you guys go on, like Greg Holly, you know what I mean? Like you go on and on, Tracy, um, <laughs> Chris I, Rock, you know, like there's just an incredible movie. It's so funny, but it's it really is like there is some emotional stuff that happens in it too. It's a phenomenal movie. It's so well done. Um, Chris Berman calls you know the game when it happens and cons and guards. It's Phenomenally done. Uh, my number two was already on your list. I have draft day. Draft day, like you said, they had a draft all in one day. Uh, and it was a guy that was on the cusp of losing his job as the GMs of the Browns. You know, they just hired a new head coach. Quarterback was on the hot seat. You know, and honestly, the GM, he, he never knew who he was taking the whole day. Uh, he They ended up having, I want to say, like the fifth pick. They called the Seattle Seahawks in the morning, and they traded them. They gave up, like, three or four future number ones and pretty much gave away their future for a number one pick. And out of it, they ended up getting their quarterback of the future, and they ended up getting two number one picks out of it. So Yeah, yeah, great, great movie. I great, love it. Phenomenal movie. Uh, you know, I wish they could make another movie out of it, but it's just hard what to make it of. Yeah, I'd love a sequel, but it it would be tough. I mean, it's it it was. I think that was more of a one and done movie. But I would love to see a sequel. I will say, I love. Uh, I can't. Well, I can, but I'm gonna choose not to. We try to not curse on here. Uh, you pancake eating mf'er. <laughs> By far, like my favorite line of the movie, yelling <laughs> at the Seahawks GM. Yeah, you know, just making fun of him for what he said to him earlier. Phenomenally done. Uh, my number two movie, I have Jerry Maguire with Tom Cruise. Uh, show me the money. <laughs> it's my favorite. Um, screaming, I love black people. Show me the money. Like Cuba Gooding Jr. just dancing in his uh, in his kitchen. And just so well done. Uh, Tom Cruise with The Fall from Grace was, you know, Bob Sugar taking over. And it's it's a long movie. And... It's incredibly well done. Jerry Maguire. My number one is the ultimate classic, The Sandlot. Uh, Big Bambino, ball got over the fence. It was his stepdad's ball, I want to say. Or was it his father's ball? Yeah, the it was the stepdad had the Babe Ruth ball, yeah. Yeah, he the kid didn't know how to play baseball. He saw these kids. He ended up being friends with them. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> uh, you know. Forever. <laughs> just, <laughs> ultimate classic. They had to go face the dog who ended up being the squids. Just, just an old, ultimately great movie. I mean, any movie with James Earl Jones is a win, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. 
Yeah, it probably should have been my top 10, but, you know, uh, to round out our lists, I have at number one, like I said, Disney puts out some great movies already on Declan's list. Miracle. Herb Brooks, the late Herb Brooks. And Noah is crazy. He actually passed, I want to say, right before it came out. So he never, and it was the coolest thing. At the end of the movie, it says, Herb never saw the movie. He lived it. It gives you chills. I actually get chills just saying that beautifully done and it's a true story so that's the coolest thing to me kurt russell does just an outstanding job and the crazy thing to me if you look at some of the behind the scenes stuff michael ruzioni you know when he screams out after that exhibition game against czechoslovakia or whoever it was you know one of the like their b or c team or something like that and they, you know, he does that skating drill. That was real. That wasn't fake. So those guys like puking on the ice and like doubled over, like done and tired. That was real. Kurt Russell was even like, dude, I felt so bad, you know, screaming again and again and again. Cause like he was really making them skate that much. So yeah, just what a good movie. Uh, Al Michaels, you know, and they brought Al Michaels in to redo some of the calls too, that, you know, cause he was the call on the calls for the Olympics they brought him in and he actually did like play by play of the movie itself. Like they, they have him, um, some of the behind the scenes stuff watching the movie and doing play by play that way. It's really cool. It's, it's really well done. So, uh, miracle. That's my number one on our list of the week. That, that our list. Yeah. I, that's, that's probably my favorite list we've done so far. The rivalries was probably up there as well. I, I like our list. It's my favorite segment to do. But that was, I think, far and away the hardest one I've done, but probably the, the most fun one I've done so far is off for our lists. I think... Um, to your, your... What's little, that? Your little rant or whatever you got going on? No, I, it's not even a rant. I want to say, and I don't know, we don't really... I know we don't... So, disclaimer, we don't talk about hockey on here very much, obviously. It's just not a huge topic for a lot of our listeners. You know, it's not... It's a big four, but it's not huge. Claude Giroux was just traded by the Flyers. Uh, Connor Bonneman, a couple, you know, their player, a pick. They get two picks back. And Owen Tippett, who actually played in the game today. Flyers beat the Islanders 2-1. Kevin Hayes, two goals. Love our hazy. Giroux was probably my favorite Philadelphia athlete, I want to say, because of the fact he was drafted by the Flyers. He was so excited the entire time the captain of some really not that good teams. And he got a lot of flack for not being a great playoff performer. He went to the, you know, he was on the team that went to the cup and lost to the Blackhawks and scored a goal in one of the, the games in overtime to win. Just represented the, the city of Philadelphia so well. And I don't know about you. I'm thoroughly going to miss seeing him in orange and black Played a thousand games, all with the Flyers. Deserved so much better than the rosters that he was given, and I wish him nothing but the best with the Florida Panthers. Who knows? He's he's a free agent after the season. Maybe he comes back. I don't think it's going to happen. Honestly, I hate to say this for his sake. I hope he goes and signs with a contender if he doesn't stay with Florida, and I hope he gets the chance to win a cup. Maybe go to Carolina. And 
play on the Hurricanes and I can go see him all the time, I would love to do that. I'd buy his jersey in Carolina so fast. Oh, so fast. That'd be awesome. And you, oh, you have no idea how. That's my second team now, you know, being down here. Yeah. Um, yeah, Claude Giroux, he was the longest tenured Philadelphia athlete. Only right that he had the winning goal in the stadium series and the comeback against the Penguins a couple of years ago. I'll never forget that. And Hall of Famer, in my opinion, obviously he's like a top two, three player in Flyers history. I think behind Bobby Clark, probably the second best flyer, in my opinion, in a great, great tradition of flyers. It's weird. It's it's really weird not like looking at the box score and not seeing his name and not like, oh, he's he's hurt. He's a healthy scratch. He's not like he's just he's not there. Um, I wish him nothing but the best, like I said, in Florida, but it's really weird to not have him in Philly and uh, he deserves so much better. And I hope uh, he gets a chance to win a cup. Yeah, I, I'm ex- I'm I'm excited to see Owen Tippett play and get this first round pick, even though it's gonna be it's gonna be a higher pick from Florida. But you know, I, I'm I'm excited to see what this this guy has to offer. For sure, he's a, he's a former first round pick. He's shown some flashes. I mean, he had like 18 points in 12 games in the AHL this season, which is incredible. But he hasn't necessarily brought that into NHL success yet. He's got big shoes to fill, if we're being real, and Giroux, the, you know, as a captain. But if anybody could do it, I think Tippett has the skills to do it. He was very, very raved about. The Flyers, like, straight up said, like, we're not doing this without Tippett. And the Panthers, he's played in the NHL a few times. The Panthers, I think it's just they're so deep now, something you haven't seen in a couple of years. The Panthers are really, really good. They're so deep up front in their forwards. There really wasn't a spot for him in a lot of minutes. And the Flyers are very much not deep right now, especially with all the players that they're missing with injuries and this and that. I hope he works out. I really do. I'd love to see um, – I went to a bit of a good career with the Flyers. So do I. Let's go G. Let's go Flyers, even though they stink. Oh, well. So, well, man, I don't know about you, but uh, I think we covered a whole lot of good stuff here on the podcast. And then we probably run a little bit long, but I'm okay with it. I had a great time talking to you today. Yeah, so did I. It was fun. Let's look before we go. You guys are already going to know. I want to see some some March Madness. I know Duke Michigan State was getting late, right? Has it finished yet? Has it? Duke is up two with eight minutes left. Ooh, yeah, sixty-three, sixty-one. The Dukies. Iowa State currently up by one on Wisconsin with a minute left in the first half. Notre Dame, Texas Tech about to tip, and then there's a couple more games left in the night. You guys will know before we do. Well, before, after you listen to the, you know, I, I don't need to explain myself all the time. You know what you guys The, pod, the podcast is delayed. You know how it works. We really hope you give us a follow. Hit us up anytime. Always looking for some good content. In the meantime, I hope everybody has a great week. We can't wait to see the rest of how March Madness plays out and to see what else happens in sports. So for the shorts, I'm Jacobs. Thank you so much for listening. Deuces.
got the whole crowd jumping. Jacob's in the shorts, got the podcast bumping. Best sports talk, baby, can't tell me nothing. Pick up with the best in the game on the mic. Nothing but respect, but you know we gotta fight. Hot takes, know we bring the heat like a blitz, so strong will. Keeping it a hundred like a pitch, though. Woo! Gotta bring the passion. Brothers don't miss Steph Clay, they splashing. All the talk shows dwarf south, y'all favorites. You ain't gonna wanna skip like Bayless. <laughs> Coming to you live and CPA, the two boys with the smart show GPA. So tune in, listen up, cause there's more to know. It's North South, turn it up and enjoy the show.